0: Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29 11. This is a verse every Christian loves to quote. It's a feel-good verse. It's a positive verse. But to really get an understanding of this verse, we need to see why God spoke this through the prophet Jeremiah. The Israelites had been taken captive by the Babylonians and shortly after Jeremiah writes his letter in which the Lord through Jeremiah says that after 70 years he would cause them to return to Jerusalem and makes the hopeful and loving proclamation of his thoughts toward them. This is an example of God's long-suffering. Long-suffering is patiently enduring a lasting offense or hardship, and is referring to a great deal of patience or endurance of something or someone. The reason God had allowed the Babylonia capture was because of the Israelites' consistent disobedience of the commandments God had given them. They refused to repent and return to God. They preferred to listen to false prophets who prophesied lies to them that made them feel good. Yet we see God's long-suffering love for them. These were the people he had chosen. They were weak spiritually. Remember that this was before Jesus and God's redemption of mankind. Few heard from God. Few followed God. God was merciful to them, knowing their inability to change themselves. Fast forward to today. God hasn't changed. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Malachi 3 6, He is long-suffering with sinners, patiently enduring their rebellion until they come to their senses and turn to Him so they can be saved. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3-9 Yes, in the Old Testament, punishment for sin was swift and harsh. That was because everything that God had for the Israelites were symbolic of the salvation that was to come to all of mankind. Knowledge of God and salvation was to come from them. And it did even though the majority of the people never understood. The apostles and first disciples were Jewish. God made it clear that his salvation was for all people on earth. There were prophecies and declarations from the time of Abraham. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, writes I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2 1 4. As stated before, God does not change. His thoughts for the Israelites, his people were for peace and not evil. They were to give them an expected end. The language in that phrase means to pour out the hope of what they longed for. Now today, because of Jesus, we are redeemed and made his children. How much more are his thoughts toward us for good? Peter expressed it in his letter, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2-9, God has promoted us, first by making us his children and beyond as Peter wrote. How special we are to him! And just as his thoughts for the Israelites were for peace and to pour out on them the hope for what they longed for, we can also along with the Israelites join in the heritage as grafted in children of God, for peace and for the hope of what we long for.